All right. Hey, guys. Welcome uh, to Tea Time with the Big Dogs. Uh, this is Big Dog Ethan. And uh, with me is... Big Dog Jay. Hey, Big Dog Jay. How are you doing? Doing pretty well, Big Dog Ethan. All right. How's this, uh, how's this night treating you? It's treating me pretty well. Pretty well. Um, yeah, it's been pretty quiet for the last couple of days, really. I've been house-sitting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of why uh, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual, uh, just because I'm in a quiet house right now, and that's really good for recording so we don't get interrupted by things like bandanas barbecue orders you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's i feel you yeah hey uh one quick thing before we start off i also do want to uh, give a thanks to everyone who watched or not watched uh listened to the podcast our first episode i mean to say uh last week i think we got Last I checked, we got 21 views. I don't know if that's just for the Anchor app or for all the platforms that we're on, because we're basically on everything right now. Uh, Anchor, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I guess that's still a thing, even though iTunes is kind of dead now, but that's a different story. Um, anyway, so what I want to say is thank you to those people who uh, decided to uh, take a listen at what we had to say, um, especially considering that, you know, my mic quality was terrible. Uh, I finally found a better mic laying around that. I oh, could... you did? What did you get? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. Yeah. So I had these. Uh, no, you did not. Yeah. So you remember when I made that short film uh, my junior year of high school? This was 2000. Yeah, I never got to watch that short film, but I really wanted to. I had track practice or I remember I had something like that the time you were showing it. Yeah, yeah, that was something like that. Yeah, you probably had track. It was right, um, it was like right before finals week. And it was kind of ironic. So I got these mics because I wanted to get some better sound than the, just like the regular mics that we had on cameras. Um, and so in every shot, like everyone's wearing like these obvious lapel mics because they were cheap. I didn't want to buy something that like an expensive boom mic or... or something like that. So I got these cheap lapel mics and I just said, okay, we're going to make a compromise here. We're going to have lapel mics on all your characters in the shot. It's not going to look as professional, but I mean, that's what you deal with whenever you're high school, uh, you're a high school filmmaker, right? Um, it was kind of ironic because we didn't even end up using the audio from those mics. Uh, uh, our, our editors uh, did a really good job um, with the films, but we didn't have enough time to like sync up all the audio that we had uh, from all the mics. So mm. yeah, which yeah, that that was one uh, that was one of my uh, regrets with that uh, with that project. I wish we could have gotten a lot better sound quality. Um, but anyways, yeah. So these are kind of like cheap lapel mics. I think uh, you can get them for like twelve bucks off Amazon, maybe 15. I'd have to check. Huh. Yeah. They sound, they don't sound the best. I don't think they're going to sound as great as you, uh, as your mic. Um, but yeah. So anyways, yeah, borrowing a mic from a mentor of mine who lets me use this for recording music. He'll probably want it back sometime soon, but I'm trying to prolong it. I'm uh. trying to 
stretch out as long as I can hold on to this thing. But anyway, uh, do you know what do you want to know what my uh, what my girl did today? My girl, shout out to Allura Ray of Sunshine. You want to know what she did today? What did she do today, man? First thing she did is she woke up. She went over to her grandma. She picked her up, and they went to go see the remake of The Lion King. Oh, ah, good segue. I, okay, ah. I, I see where you're going with this. Okay. Yeah, because the one topic we wanted to talk about today is kind of expressed in one of my tweets. Um, I'll try to find it very quickly. I mean, I don't like want to read your tweet for you, but I do have it pulled up here. Uh, because read, read it for me read it for me it's gonna take too long for me to find this thing all right gotcha um should i try to do my jay duda impression uh ooh, I don't oh yeah know. do your do, do your impression of me everyone wants no hold on a second sorry sorry i gotta get into character everyone wants to play covers everyone wants to watch the live action remake excuse me everyone let me start that over. Hold on a sec. One more time. We made it to cut this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was so the voice bad. Is higher than that, yeah. Okay. Everyone wants to play covers. Everyone wants to watch the live action or remake of timeless movies. And everyone who says they want to change the political landscape play the two-party game. Where's what makes you who you are? Where's creativity to write a new art piece? All right, that was a terrible impression. I, I was kind of doing my own it thing. Was, it was good enough. It was good enough. I thought I was having a conversation with myself there for a second. Oh, so. my gosh. I feel honored. Okay. Oh, man. All Voice right. Voice actor Ethan Schmidt here. Voice so, actor. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, right now I feel like I'd want to get your thoughts on the topic, but I guess I'll try to explain a little bit more first since you were the one who read it. <laughs> yeah, I think so, you should. See, I, bla I, I blabbed a lot uh, for the first episode, so I think you should have the honor to, to do the, uh, the initial uh, uh, blabbing uh, uh, for the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try, not to, I'll try not to go on too far of a tangent here. Um, but yeah, so I, th I think one problem that we are running into a lot lately is, is the fact that not only are we trying to, um, not, not only are big companies trying to make money off of um, things that we already love, but it's, it's also halting creativity in a whole nother level. And uh, one thing about the current state of society is that people are looking for clout and people are looking for attention and people are looking for money. In what way can you do that other than to just um, use what's already known and opposed to trying to make your own brand? Just kind of recycle things. If you keep on recycling, you're going to make more money. You're going to get more clout. Mm. And um, because of that, art is uh, failing in certain aspects. Mm. Um, like I, Disney used to make some really like intense movies, but now they're starting to follow. You, you know about the Marvel formula. Yeah. They follow formulas for the movies that are considered to be creative. And for the movies that aren't for the movies that um, are also getting big budgets and are coming out strong at the box office, those are movies that um, have been remade. They were 2D animation, and now we remake mm. it with some CGI and some live action actors, or we just mm. make it CGI completely, like the Jungle Book movie, where <laughs> what you just have like one live action character, or with this movie, the new movie, The Lion King. Um, 
There's literally no, uh, there's no live actors. And I don't think there are any like live actors in that movie, right? Yeah, it's just interesting how some people don't really understand the term live action, though, because mm. it, it's all just CGI, so it really isn't live action. Yeah. Well, I think the, yeah. I, I'd have to look. So, Grana, I will kind of, uh, uh, I'll say a disclaimer here. Um, I have not seen The Lion King. Um, you said you the were. Original 2D animation movie? Oh, no. Sorry. I've seen, of course, I've seen the 2D animation one. I, you know, I, I live, I, I live in a, um, how do I put it this way? I I live past the year 1990, or I, I was born past the year 1994. So, of course, I've seen The Lion King. I mean, who? Well, then again, there are people who still haven't seen Star Wars yet. So, uh, maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. be, uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be uh, holding my breath on that one. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, I have not seen the live action remake. Um, and I, did you say it was your mentor? Who went to go see the new, the new Lion King, or was that, or did you go? No, see? no, my, my, uh, my, my girl. Oh, your girl. Sorry. My girlfriend, Allura, Allura Ray of Sunshine. Okay, gotcha. She saw. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, it's, it's getting a little bit late at night. Uh, that's ten. That tends I feel, to be. Yeah, we, yeah, we've had a long. We've had a. We've had a long day. Oh yeah, we could. I could go into a story about my uh, time at. Uh, my time at work, but uh, I'd rather not get into that until after I uh, after I quit there. Um, oh I, boy! <laughs> te- technically, I've already quit. I've turned in my uh, my two weeks notice. Um, and really, yeah, what- I think I got to do that to my work too. Allura Ooh. just did that to her work too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I got. Well, you're quitting. You're quitting hotel job. I'd be quitting mm-hmm. uh, busing job, food yeah. service, and she's quitting daycare. So yeah. Day, okay, I'm sorry. Whenever I've listened to you on Discord, touch the gay care for a second. Uh, gay care. <laughs> I was so confused there for a second. I'm not gonna lie. Um, anyways, okay, daycare. Sorry, I I actually um I, I tried to do something clever because I don't have a kitchen right now, so I couldn't brew myself any tea. So I tried oh. to do something clever by trying something at least. So I'm trying an everything bagel right now. And I just took a bite out of that before oh. I was talking there. So I couldn't enunciate super well. So gotcha. yeah, today today is water and an everything bagel. No tea. But oh. What about you, big dog? What type of tea are you drinking? Oh, um, yeah. Look, what's this called again? Uh, so this is called Stash Premium uh, Chai, yeah, chai Spice Black Tea. Uh, the Noir Chai Apiche. Yeah, something like that. They have a lot of fancy words on here that I don't know how to pronounce. Um, but yeah, it's something called Stash, from a brand called Stash Premium that I have never heard of before. Um, but I think my I think my granny drinks it a lot. Maybe that's why we have so much of it downstairs, question mark. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it actually tastes really good. So, So I already had a cup of this. Um, about an hour earlier, because a certain someone was, uh, sorry, sorry, big dog, I don't mean to call you out, but a certain someone uh, was late, for good reasons, he was late uh, to our recording session, so I already had a cup of this brewed up, and uh, it tasted Oh, pretty... sorry about that. No, yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, man, sorry. Yeah, I, I, had, I had some pressing issues to attend to, Yeah, hey, un- unironically, yeah. Yeah, I understand, man, you did, yeah, so don't don't worry about it. Uh, I, I'm just trying to tease you there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, 
So I had it without sugar and it tasted pretty good. Um, I liked whenever like I pour, it has like a cinnamon smell to it. Um, especially whenever you like pour the hot water and you get that vapor that rises up. Um, Vape God, uh, 2019. Ha ha. Uh, ha ha. It's yeah. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah. Jewel, uh, vaping jokes. Ha ha. Um, Anyways, uh, it smelled very cinnamony. Uh, the uh, it had cinnamony, cinnamony vapor, um, and it tasted decent. Tasted pretty good. Um, I'll say I probably enjoyed it as much as last week's tea. Um, but then for my second cup, I decided to try it with sugar, and yeah, it tastes so much better with just a teaspoon of sugar. Um, it's, a, it's almost like a um, best way to describe it. Um, instead, of, instead of it feeling like I'm drinking cinnamon, it's like drinking cinnamon sugar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you had like, uh, a, was it that, that, that cereal, that uh, the cinnamon toast crunch? Cinnamon toast crunch, yeah. yeah. Kind of imagine like you have You know a, what actually is yeah. better? The best cinnamon sugar... Thing I've probably made myself would be um, I think it's called a balloon biscuit where you take a croissant roll or a crescent roll I know technically mm. crescent roll you roll it in butter cinnamon sugar or uh, cinnamon sugar and then you bake it with a marshmallow inside of it Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll just have to suggest you do that sometime yeah yeah you have to remind, all right so that all sounds yeah, good I'll remind you about that one for sure um, what I'm eating, I guess, is it's, it's an everything bagel from Whole Foods. Uh, it's got onions. It tastes kind of garlicky, which I think garlic, like garlic powder maybe. It's got sesame seeds. Mm. So overall, overall, it has a very, like, smoky flavor. It's very, very, um, it's very um, flavorful in general. Mm. And I'd say, lastly, it's just too salty. I hope maybe everything bagels elsewhere aren't quite as salty because I've heard that Whole Foods does make them too salty, according to my sister. So. Oh, okay. Other than that, it's 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 really good. And yeah. I'll, I'll suggest everybody get everything bagels at least once in their lifetime if. Yep. That's your, that's something you're willing to try. Yeah, at the hotel I work at, um, after the breakfast shift, you know, maids, a couple of the workers, come in. We just have breakfast. Um, so I, I always have a bagel there because normally our Belgian waffle machine isn't out uh, during the weekend. So I, I always have a bagel uh, during breakfast, uh, during like the, the workers breakfast. And yeah, I got, I got to, I got to tell, uh, I got to agree with Jay on there. Uh, yeah. Get, have a bagel, man. Just have a bagel. Yeah. Bagels are good stuff. Yeah. St. Louis style bagels are the best slice like bread. Amen. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, I forgot about that tweet. Uh, yeah, that was that was iconic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey. Right. Yeah. Speaking so, of tweets, let's uh, let's get back to the yeah. subject you wanted to talk about. So should we talk about the political landscape and the two-party system, the redundancy of it, and the the kind of spookiness of that, or should we start to go to 
talk about like political or not political, but like uh, social media platforms and creative platforms that actually allow us to produce mm. creative content for just people like us since we're able to do this right now. Yeah, I'd um, maybe this is the the baby question, but maybe we should like avoid like the uh, the heavy stuff. We'll start out easy, and then if we if we're feeling yeah, confident sure. we enough, can, we we'll... can hit politics maybe later on. Yeah, if we're feeling confident enough, then maybe we could jump into that at the end of this or um, maybe uh, yeah. on a different episode. Um, so, yeah, um, one thing, obviously, uh, that's really opened up the landscape that's going to be like kind of a no shit statement. But um, the thing that's really opened up creativity in the last 10 years has been the Internet in general. Steam really opened up um the video game uh, market to a bunch of independent developers. Um, I'm playing a game right now called System Shock 2. Uh, it came out in 1999. Uh, it sold about, uh, um, I want to say, I think the first one sold about 500,000 copies. And I think the second one, I think it sold more than that. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but I think it was more than the first one. Um, even for those times, uh, those numbers, they were okay, but they weren't, uh, they weren't the greatest. And, and it certainly didn't, uh, they weren't able to, um, they weren't able to make a profit off of those games. And that's why we haven't seen much of those games uh, in so long. But what's nice about what Steam has done, at least for the video game market, and we can go on other stuff about Netflix and Spotify too, but what Steam has done for the video game market is it's opened up a lot of possibilities, not only for independent developers to you know come up with these new ideas, but for older developers who had these really great innovative ideas who actually influenced a lot of more popular games today, they're able to take those older games and put them back on Steam and make them easy to access for everyone on uh, who has a PC. Um, and on top, it also allows uh, for these smaller development studios to continue those franchises and, and keep innovating because they're, these are studios that still have a lot of talent uh, within them. Uh, so now that uh, 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 they were able, they're actually able, EA used to own the rights to the System Shock game, uh, but of course it's not gonna make EA a lot of money relatively. So they sold it off to a smaller publisher and now they're able to, uh, to make um, a System Shock 3 now. They announced it a few, year, a few years ago, and I think they're still working on it. Um, but anyways, uh, what I'm trying to say is because of platforms like Steam, um, we've opened up a, a lot of, uh, we've opened up a lot of possibilities for, um, uh, for artists to either um, revisit old ideas that were actually really good ideas, or we're also able to see these new and cool ideas too. And I'd say for me, Twitter and um, YouTube have been like really big uh, partic particular platforms just to let out a lot of um, artistic created creativity, different mm. content, different ideas, and to really express yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm, Facebook to me is a very shady place. <laughs> I'm very skeptical of Facebook. I know that we watched... Um, we watched one of your favorite movies together. <laughs> the Social um, Network, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Social Network was a great movie. Um, and hmm. I, it just makes you really hate Mark Zuckerberg in a, in a bit of a way. Yeah. For me, at least. But uh, yeah, I, I think that 
those platforms, Facebook included, all let you um, express creativity like you never really could before, express yourself, tell people how you're feeling, mm. gather people together in these sorts of ways. And um, they, they really are beautiful things. Yeah. It, and it's interesting. It's so funny that, you know, we're always talking about how, you know, you could express yourself uh, freely on Twitter and Instagram. It, yeah, it, but now we have a lot more community guidelines because of people who just don't like hearing certain things. Yeah. And to, to me, what's so crazy is that if you don't want to hear something, then you can, then tw uh, Twitter has a great uh, setup to be able to mute certain words, to be able to keep yourself from hearing certain accounts, even mm. if you don't block them. Um, and, and I think that Twitter really had a great system going for them there, yet mm. now they have these um, guidelines and these, which, which are important in a way because you, you don't want certain things like racist content to go onto Twitter, but e even there, mm. for a lot of people, it can be very avoidable if you just, um, take the take the time of day to mm. to um personalize your account to avoid those words but um yeah i mean um but like twitter is now just banning people for really dumb reasons suspending accounts for really dumb reasons one mm. time my sister tweeted out um retweet this to die instantly mm. i retweeted it and then i commented on it retweet mine to die faster and her account did not su get suspended. My account got suspended for three days. <laughs> That's, wait, you, you ever told me you got, you got your account suspended for three days. That's, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was my old account. It was my old account. And then after That's, that, my oh. account would get suspended off and on a lot. And eventually mm. it got hacked somehow during one of the suspension times, which really doesn't make that much sense to me. So I had to make mm. a new account. I had about 120 followers at the time. Oh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because from what I've heard about Twitter, they have these community guidelines and there are people who will make very direct death threats. Um, I mean, I'm talking like, I, you know, I'm gonna effing kill you. I'm gonna, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, right? They'd, right, people right. Find if, if you can express like a certain way, like how they're going to do it, or they just say you'd be better off dead and they mean it completely, they it, mean it entirely. Exactly. So they're, they're definitely making a death threat or they're making something racist, sexist, whatever. People report this to Twitter, their, their Twitter customer service, and nothing ever happens if you're not, if you're not like a big star, like a big um, popular person. However... Whenever something like that, there was a there was some kind of issue with um, what was her name? Um, uh, she she's on uh, SNL. Uh, Leslie something. Um, I'm forgetting her name now. Um, but anyways, uh, so um, she. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her. Anyways, that person. Yeah. Yeah. So she. Uh, she was claiming that Milo, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, was making some mm -hmm. uh, uh, racist tweets toward her, which I, I believe he was, I think. Yeah, uh, she's an African-American yeah. lady who 
plays on SNL a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and so uh, Milo was making these racist remarks to, towards her, and so she like she called out Twitter on her account to get him banned, and Twitter banned him, which they were right to do that. Uh, I'm not saying that was wrong. They were right to do that. Um, which there's it just shows you that <clears throat> like if you're a big star, you can get somebody banned so quickly, but if, if you are really a small person on Twitter, they're not going to listen to you. Legitimately harassing you, they're yeah, they're not going to listen to you. There was this one um, lady on Cardinals Twitter. She's very very respected. Um, her name is Tara Wellman, and there's this one guy who was harassing her constantly, <clears throat> and um, she really wanted to. Um, I think I think she was just replying to him, and she she was taking it. She's very thick skinned, mm. um, but like a lot of her followers, including me, were uh, were reporting the guy. He was saying some really awful things, but mm. um, yeah, we uh, got messages in return from Twitter in our um, notifications that we that Twitter has quote-unquote, like, reviewed whatever his tweets were and did not deem them against their guidelines, even though they were. <laughs> they were worse. They were, cons they were probably considerably, considerably worse than, um, than what Milo Yiannopoulos was saying to Leslie. Um, yeah. Just because, of, just because of how many tweets there were, how graphic, how vicious, how gross they got. Yeah. And because of the fact that, they um they weren't so like empty like y Milo Yiannopoulos he's he's a really gross guy in my opinion he's nothing but a provocateur that's what he always considers yeah. himself he's just gonna do stuff to try to rattle to try to rattle some cages to try to make people upset but this yeah. person was this person was going going hard yeah he yeah there's there there are people like Milo who because because they're still um. Because they're still, um, uh, how do I put it? Uh, I guess he's a reporter, I guess, or a journalist, quote unquote. Uh, I'm using very loose air quotes on that. Right. Because he's a journalist and he's someone who has like a, um, he is somewhat of a celebrity, um, at least among. Oh, yeah, he uh, definitely has a celebrity status among yeah. a certain sect of people, for sure, yeah. So even with Milo, there's a limit as to what he can say. But a small guy, like the guy you're talking about, he can say whatever the hell he wants, and no one's really going to get away with it, or no one's really going to notice, uh, per se, or anyone important. No one Right, and then there can be notice. total misunderstandings where people's accounts get blocked for really dumb or really strange reasons. Yeah. But um, I think we've also, I think we've just... Uh, um, it just isn't a good algorithm, whatever they're using. It isn't a good algorithm, and if they're truly doing what they're saying and they're manually reviewing many of these things, then... They have um, some really bad it's staff. Probably multiple, <laughs> it's probably multiple different people who are doing it, and they do have bad staff who have mm. double standards, or they just don't all follow the consistent, um, mm. consistent uh, guidelines to who mm. they want to ban and who they don't want to ban. Yeah. So, exactly. It's just, yeah. That's why. That, that's why I always go back and forth on like trying on like becoming more active on Twitter. I have an account, and you know I. Um, sometimes I'll retweet stuff you say, or I might comment on some of your stuff. But for the most part, I'm not that active on Twitter, mainly because I do, could, you know, as cool as it is that people can share their political ideas and whatnot. Um, I also do feel it can it can become more of a uh, um, 
Yeah, it can kind of become a rabbit hole of negativity, awfulness, and harassment in a way, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I tend to, you know, I tend to read what's on Twitter, and then uh, if I feel that something is like, you know, worth re like really worth retweeting or liking or commenting on, you know, fine. Uh, but for the most part, I just tend to stay away from stuff. platforms that yeah. kind of allow us to express our creativity but also can have many of their own flaws and their own particular ways trying to govern the community mm. um i guess maybe do you want to cover more about the big corporations again that make the big budget films that seem to be a little bit too repetitive it is an interesting topic i think just because i I, I was actually thinking about that idea while well, I was at work because I, whenever I saw that tweet of yours, I was like, yeah, this was probably inspired by that Lion King remake, um, whenever, especially when I said the, uh, the word remake in there. And Yeah, I mean, Allura said it was great, but yeah. the thing is, how much does it deviate from the original? How many different like artistic differences are in there that really make it a new, yeah. different movie? Because I know it's supposed to be a remake, but at the same time, like, we, we don't just remake things for the sake of remaking them when mm. it comes to art. This is obviously a, a, a money grab, which, I mean, all Disney does is try to make money. That's what, that's what they want to do. Yeah. But there's, 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 art in, there's art in the creators of, of Disney movies. Mm. There, there are so many artists working on these projects, and the mm. question is, what is the vision of these artists and what yeah. are they trying to do to pr to improve art? Because there there are some of them who definitely think that it's more important than mm. the money for the corporation. Yeah, creating some kind of new intellectual property. And to a certain extent, I guess I see I definitely see where you're coming from, and I, I have my own criticisms about um, uh, the philosophy behind this uh, this Lion King remake. Um, because in one sense, uh, yeah, they're reusing the same story. And from what I've heard, uh, it's a beat-to-beat -beat remake. Ooh. Hold on a second, sorry. Okay, sorry. I was making sure I wasn't hearing something else. Uh, <laughs> I thought What's I heard What's the it. point of that? A beat-to-beat -beat remake? What's the point of that? Well, part of me is like, yeah, this is kind of lazy storytelling, but... Um, there's an idea, there is, uh, how do I put it this way? In some cases, uh, you could argue that they're trying to test, um, test the effects of, or the differences between 3D animation and 2D animation by just taking the same story and um, retell retelling it um, in a different, uh, with a different uh, visual... Different visual art style, yeah. Um, I could see that argument a bit. Yeah, but, but exactly. There's I'll say a, the one thing... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say the one thing is, yes, that would be cool, but they've already done this with Beauty and the Beast, and uh, yes, it makes them money, 
Beauty and the Beast made them money, but it it was still not a great movie. Like it was just, oh yeah, I guess that was kind of cool. It was nice to see, you know, um, I'm already forgetting her name, Emma um, Emma Watson. Uh, Watson. Yeah, it was nice to see Emma Watson, Josh Gad play those roles. I, I thought it was a well cast movie, but it's just like, oh god, like I've already seen this before. I, I feel like yeah. I'm paying money. Like how many you know. Disney? How many Disney? Like what? What Disney four years ago? Five? Sorry, not more than four, but it was more like six years ago. You know, Disney would um, on the on the uh, previews, like the ads before you watch their movies on DVD, they'd have these quote unquote preview things, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. where they'd show that they're making their timeless classics onto blu-ray yeah uh, hd dvd and mm. that you can pick them up soon it's like their their platinum their premium edition be super excited about all of this be um, yeah. be super super ready to just snatch all of this up but mm. um they, they 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 call them themselves their timeless classics and and mm. i agree with that oftentimes like yeah. They are the timeless classics. And how many of these timeless classics have you seen already remade now? What? Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, um, Maleficent. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, Maleficent wasn't really so a remake. Was, yeah. That, was, that, was that not a remake of uh, Sleeping Beauty? No, that was a different twist, which I was going to get to that, too, because I, I have my own thoughts about, um, well, those kind of uh, remakes, I guess, quote, unquote. Uh, but anyways, get to, I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, but I mean, even then, yeah. Um, or sorry, I shouldn't say even then. But like, there are also sometimes really creative things that are done where we almost create other um, princes and princesses and storylines to sort of spoof other ones, like mm. um, the movie Enchanted, for example. Or I, Into the Woods. Or I uh, Into the Woods, yeah. That's yeah. that's a musical. I haven't really seen the uh, actual movie of it, but I did see the yeah. musical where Ethan Schmidt, yeah, <laughs> uh, Big Dog Ethan played um, the narrator. Played the narrator, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which that's that that was what um, whenever we were talking about remakes and stuff like that. That's um, uh, that's what I was, that was one of the things I was thinking of. Uh, we never thinking about like spoofs or something like that. Um, Anyways, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Oh, Go. you know what? The one thing that really also is kind of wild too is how close together this Aladdin and this Lion King remake is. That's what's most offensive, I think, about what Disney's been doing is that they've been doing it in such quick succession. I, I right. mean, they're just they're just yeah. like putting out all these different easy money makers for the fans of those classics, and I'm a huge fan of those classics too. Um, but yeah, well, it's like so, so many of those old movies are are my absolute favorite. Some of them I um, can't believe that I just don't watch anymore because I'm like they're great. Aladdin is a really fun movie that I like a lot. Mm. Um, Alice in Wonderland is a great movie that I like a lot. I know that I haven't that the it's there the Alice through the Looking Glass and whatever that kind of yeah. stuff is different, but it was like yeah. really poorly done. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you when you improve or when you work upon these arts, work off of them. Mm-hmm. Don't remake beat beat by beat. Yeah. Don't remake the exact same thing. Uh, and yeah. don't do don't do anything to mess up this art either. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. 
And that's actually, that's kind of the point I was going to make is, you know, if you're going to use something that's already existing, um, you know, I was, that's why I was thinking of Into the Woods, right? Um, they're taking all these old fairy tales and they're not just retelling old fairy tales. What they're doing is they're interweaving all these fairy tales so you have all these different characters meet up. Um, and, um, and it goes even further than that because they take all these characters, they combine them together to, um, uh, to tell almost a more, um, to tell a fairy tale with a more um, modern day moral that's a, a lot more ambiguous and a lot more, um, and a lot more complicated than just simple morals of right and wrong. Right, um, and I'm also thinking of. Uh, I'm kind of going all over the place now. Uh, I'm also thinking of of franchises that have been rebooted properly. Right, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Blade Runner. Yeah, uh, is that was that a, was that a reboot or is that a? I consider that a sequel. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a sequel for sure, but yeah. I, I I mean. Does a reboot have to be a remake? I just thought it kind of meant like taking an old franchise that has kind of been left almost in the dust. Like we haven't mm. thought about it for a while and just taking in yeah. like using the story in a, in a fashion or is, does reboot actually mean like remake? So yeah, reboot means you're, you're taking certain things um, from an existing movie or an existing franchise. Oh God, my voice cracked there. It's getting late. Uh, you're taking different things from from an existing franchise or an, exi uh, 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 or an existing movie, and uh, you're putting those into a new movie, and you're trying to um, uh, trying to re uh, how do I put it this way rework the kinks of that original franchise or movie. Um, so, for example, have you uh, did you see Casino so Royale? So, like what they did with the what they did with like the Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters would be considered a reboot, not a good one. I, I did not see the I did not see the new um, Ghostbusters movie, but I've I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure there's different political motivations on both sides, so it's for that it's, it's yeah. hard to even like talk about that one. Yeah, exactly. That's why I yeah, I, I probably should be saying it wasn't back cuz I've not seen that movie myself and I, you know, some of those critics may be wrong. Um but yeah, that was a movie that uh, that was a movie that that was pretty controversial, and it was a reboot. It, it, that was a a definite reboot. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, I consider that more. I think that's definitely a sequel because they're using it's a the, sequel that just came like really really yes, late after. Because yes, the the first one it was a cult classic, and it, it its influence became a lot more apparent over time, and that's why they. Um, uh, the producers felt it was justified to, to put out a sequel now because I think... Oh uh, man, do I love the Blade Runner universe. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say, I've, I'm in love with Cyberpunk. Which, by the way, Jay, uh, if you like Cyberpunk, um, I gotta tell you, play the System Shock games. I'm playing them right now. They're a lot of fun. I think you'll like them. Especially... Okay, I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to give them a try. Yeah, they're the precursor. People consider them uh, the main inspiration behind the Bioshock video game. Um, and yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, anyone who's listening to this, play System Shock if you like playing video games. 
you could play them on like a really uh, old PC and they'll st it'll still run just fine. It's a really old game. Uh, the System Shock games are, I'm having a lot of fun with them right now. I think the best example of a franchise that has rebooted and, and, um, and adapted, uh, has adapted properly to cultural and societal standards, James Bond, right? James Bond has been like this icon uh, of, um, uh, it's been like this. Yeah, just an icon of action overall and well, it's it used also been, to be really cheesy action too. Yeah. Yeah, again, it was it was very it almost defined a lot of cultural standards of that time while telling a story uh, um, while also telling a story of clear good and evil, right? Which is also very interesting because like a lot of these older a lot of the older James Bond movies, um, not all of them, but a lot of them, the enemies were communist or Russian or, or you know that sort of thing. Um, so whenever the Soviet wall came, or the, uh, the Berlin wall, excuse me, came crumbling down, uh, that was also the time that uh, James Bond got a reboot. They got a new actor, uh, Pierce Brosnan, um, to play uh, James Bond in Goldeneye, uh, which, yeah, that was also the, the, um, both the movie and the video game, uh, the classic video game um, that has not aged very well. Um, but in GoldenEye, uh, what was interesting about that was they were also, they're introducing, thing, they were introducing things like, uh, I don't think there was any other James, I may be wrong about this, so someone may need to fact check me on this. I think that was the first James Bond movie in which we saw a double agent, where we saw a... Yeah, 006. 006, yeah. Have you seen it? I probably should have asked you. Have you seen No, I've actually, I've actually only played the remake. Of yeah, I played the remake the, of the yeah. video game. The remake actually isn't too bad. The remake is but, great. Know, it's interesting. It's, yeah, my one of my favorite. You know games what's interesting is that um, you know how like the uh, <laughs> you know how the um, character model is based off of Daniel Craig, not Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, exactly. That was, I thought that was really cool which too. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a nice. Yeah, that was a nice little touch too. Which, anyways, but yeah, which that'll play more into the whole rebooting thing. But um, yeah, Goldeneye. I I think again, so maybe need to fact check me on this. That was the first time we saw a double agent um, uh, where we had this plot twist where we found out that the guy who was helping James Bond is actually a villain, right? Um, and that may have to do a lot of stuff because I think, um, I, I know this is this is still 20 years after like Watergate and stuff like that, but I think James Bond was starting to become more concerned with, um, with people who were betraying their country, right? Uh, um, I think I think that was I think it's pretty significant that they introduced uh, the um, that they decide to have this double agent uh, villain in the movie, um, and on top of it too, I think Goldeneye there's also a bigger focus on things like internet technology themes, right? Uh, uh, the tech uh, computers have a bigger role to play um, in Goldeneye than in uh, um, than than in older Bond films. Uh, because um, I think the older Bond films, they had like gadgets, but they weren't really computers. It was just like radio stuff, you know, that sort of thing. 
Um, anyways, I'm kind of rambling now. So you fast forward to 2006. Um, Pierce Brosnan's franchise, uh, Pierce Brosnan's uh, 007 franchise is starting to become pretty stale. Uh, they kind of, yeah, I'm not too sure what happened with them. I think people just felt like they were, re um, that the plots just weren't, weren't really interesting. I think they also felt like the, uh, some of the female characters were becoming a little bit too objectified um, in Pierce Brosnan's movies. So they decided to reboot it again with Casino Royale. Did you see Casino Royale, Jay? I have not seen all of Casino Royale, but I have seen okay. three and a half minutes of it. <laughs> three and a half minutes? Okay. Well, yeah, we have to watch. I'll have to show it to you. It's a really good movie. Um, so the interest is a lot of things. So um, the Pierce Brosnan movie still felt pretty campy, right? Which this is like in the you know late 90s, early 2000s. We really, this is around the time where we start wanting things to feel, we want our movies to start feeling a little bit gritty, right? Um, so Casino Royale comes Yeah, we out. want there to be more of a touch of realism in there. Not quite so... Yeah. Um, in, not, not quite so in the clouds, over the top, cheesy. I mean, those movies definitely do serve their purpose. If yeah. you like those movies, all the power to you because you might really like to invest yourself into something very fantastical, which can be cool from time to time. Oh, yeah, it can, yeah. But again, this is, this is like... This is a time where, like, having, like, gritty... Having your... Um, Whatever pieces of art you have, having them have um, a lot of grit um, and dark themes to the, and darker themes to them um, is a lot more popular. So they did that with with Casino Royale. It, it was a um, it wasn't like super dark, but it was definitely it was probably the grittiest Bond movie that we had seen um, uh, in a while. I think, um, and the female characters. Uh, they weren't totally objectified. I don't think they really were. Um, uh, if Daniel Craig was ever like trying to uh, seduce, um, um, uh, seduce like a woman, it was always to, um, it was to serve the plot, right? Um, and, and they, act, I felt like they gave they gave a lot of the they gave all the female characters in there. Um, it's a pretty in depth. I felt like they 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 uh, they had written those character those female characters pretty honestly too. Um, they, they felt yeah, and some of them were really strong too, like yeah. really, really strong women. Um, yeah, in the sense of that they could really handle themselves. They weren't afraid to bicker with um, James Bond, while at the same time were actually yeah like, doing doing things, working, working hard, and yeah. succeeding. Yeah. Well, on top of it too, it was it was interesting about that too. It's like a, I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but basically Vesper. Uh, um, the the love interest in the movie uh, she ends up uh, she ends up betraying James Bond, um, which I I kind of appreciate that too because I think even today I think we have a tendency because we want to be very inclusive which is a good thing we we want to, we should be inclusive and I and I, I I like what they're what some of these superhero franchises are starting to do with like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman despite the movie's own problems I like the I, I like the motivations behind them. But I do feel like we're starting to get to the point where we're um, um, we're, we're forcing them too much, and they just don't feel. They feel more like pandering. Exactly. They don't feel very authentic. Exactly. That's yeah. That's yeah. I think you took the words out of my mouth there, or maybe you created them because I just couldn't think of them because it's getting it's trying to get a little bit late. Um, yeah. But anyways, yes. Yeah, Can I task you with something real quickly? Yeah, totally. 
Um, Google to cover the earth with a new do. Is this like this Lego Yoda? Okay. No, it's not. All right. To cover the earth with a new... Is it do like in Mountain Dew or like D-O? Yes, yes. Like it's, it's definitely like Mountain Dew. St. Louis Art Museum. That's just my favorite work of art right there. And I just thought that that would be something kind of nice to... Since we're clo close to close to closing here, that I would like to task yeah, it's viewers to do to look that up because I, that's just a beautiful piece of modern art where you can really feel the glow. Yeah, it's probably best to stop my rambling, anyways. So <laughs> it does look nice, though. I like. Huh. Does it remind you of Blade Runner in a way? Because it does to me. I can, I can see that. No. No, I can actually see that. I see the neon lights um, because it does seem a little bit... Actually, it has an industrial feel to it, too. Um, right. Yeah, it's got That's that... That's kind of what I wondered at first was... Um, yeah, I can see it. The neon lights... Was it supposed to symbolize, like, smog and smog being the new do, but they kind of let it up to you a little bit more and yeah. um, a description of it kind of doesn't mention anything of that. Yeah. So... Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try and find. What you will out of that? No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jay. Um, I'm. No, you're good. I I finished. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I'm gonna try and find a way to put this uh, image in uh, maybe in our cover art, so that way uh, our, our listeners can like look at the art themselves. Um, ah, very great. Yeah, I'll I'll try and think of that. Yeah, being uh yeah being so helpful here, uh but yeah I, I see. I see the the comparison can definitely be made. There's some there's some neon lights here mixed with these industrial uh, sharp lines. There are some hints of curves uh, here and there, which makes me. Uh, um, yeah, because Blade Runner's very like edgy buildings. They're very. Yeah, well, the buildings. Tall and jagged. Yeah, you have like these very tall jagged. Yeah, exactly. Some very jagged structures in in uh, um, uh, in 2049 LA, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely see. Yeah, I really like this piece, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and add this to my background here at some point. It's really nice. Well, thank you for sharing, Jay. Absolutely. Glad to always share some art with the big dogs. Yeah, sharing art with the big dogs. Okay, I think that's a good note to end on. I think that should probably wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you so much for listening to our chat. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we hope to see you back again next week. Um, if we get something out next week, uh, uh, I don't want to say that we're going to be do, doing this like on a weekly basis because life happens, and we might not be able to get everything um, get this out um, every Tuesday. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. If you guys have any uh, suggestions for topics that you want us to talk about. Um, feel free to um, shoot me a message on Instagram or uh, I don't know if there are comments on here or not. Uh, but if you can leave a comment, leave a comment. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything or if there's some kind of tea that we should try. Just let us know. Um, anyways, as always, uh, I'm Big Dog Ethan. I'm Big Dog Jay. And we are signing out. Have a good one, guys. Bye.